Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to OOBG Radio, the leading destination for the best sports and betting analysis. Presented by your hosts, John, Jordan, Dave, and Brian. Welcome once again to OOBG Podcast, where we bring you all kinds of news in the world of sports. This week we'll be talking a little bit about the uh, college football things, also NFL, MLB, and we'll start with the NBA. I know it's a uh, ways off before things get going, but the proposed shot clock rule uh, is uh, been being talked about quite a bit this week. Will uh, will that affect things? Are people going to start pounding the overs? Is it going to is it going to be better to watch? Your guys' view on the proposed shot clock rule where they're going to be... Well, I guess somebody could explain it. Well, I, I mean, the D-League the D League and the WNBA have already been doing this, right? Um, what it is is on offensive rebounds, rather than resetting the shot clock to the full time, you only get 14 seconds, which means faster game, more shooting, overs should go up. Right. Do you guys like this for the NBA? I, I, I like it. As a fan, I feel like it's going to make things more exciting, uh, less time for them to shoot. Um, I don't know. I've, I've, I like it. I, I've ca- caught a few WNBA games. And really? I have. <laughs> so, All right. I haven't seen one this season, I'll say that. I haven't seen one ever. I thought they canceled that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it will uh, bring a, a, a new element to the game, actually. It will create a sense of urgency rather than you just see him passing the ball around trying to kill the, the shot clock again, essentially killing time off the clock. I mean, it's almost 30 seconds at this point, 24th right now. I like that side of it. What I don't like is nobody wants to see a shot clock violation. It's one of the worst penalties in sports. It's like a delay of game. Like, that was a pointless penalty, and now we have a turnover. And so if we see more shot clock violations, is it really worth it? It all depends on how they're going to play, though. It all depends on how the, how the player is going to take it. But um, I've, the way I look at it as a fan, I look at it like the player, like what Brian said. I mean, it's 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 the player having sh- shorter time to actually make those shots. He has to be more concentrated. He has to literally be more accurate in lesser time. So we're putting him under the clock there. No pun intended there. But, um, but I, I don't know. I, as a fan, looking at him at the... Uh, at the actual, uh, you know, at the game, uh, when I'm there, I want to see that. I want. I'm definitely gonna root for that. Sounds good. No, and also we can say same as with the WNBA that if this does pass, like Dave said, pound the overs as soon as it passes. Yeah, it's gonna take a little bit of time for the the boogie makers to adjust to this rule for sure. Yeah, I, I, so, I think they will. So yeah, I think preseason can start. The what? The bookie makers? The bookmakers. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> bookie makers. <laughs> All right, good stuff. All right, now since we're on that, and then you know we're basically pounded that to death, we will go into uh, Manu Ginobili. How about him? Hall of Fame now, or not? What do you think, guys? We'll yeah, start with. I think so. Eh. I mean, he's been around so long. He has such a like a legacy behind him. I just, I think, I think it's time for him to go. I mean, it's time for him to retire. 
it's he's done with. He's been around since what? Since the he still had early it this 2000s? past season though. Yeah, I mean, I mean he, he started playing in Argentina in '95. Yeah, he. I mean, he showed no signs of slowing down. I mean, it's kind of a shock to me. I thought he was going to play at least one more season. Sixteen now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what happens. Okay, I mean, man. I think I think Hall of Fame is is a good spot for him. To be honest, I like that idea. What do you think, Dave? Uh, I was actually going to go on a different angle, a different uh, route. And do you think he's the best spur of all time? No, definitely not. not. Just a, no, definitely not. Top three. Maybe I'd say top four. Top four? Yeah. Who's ahead of him? At the four who's, who's ahead of him? We got, obviously, the Admiral and then Tim Duncan. I agree. I think, what about Tony Parker? What about Popovich? And Popovich, yeah. 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 We're talking players. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> only players here. So he starts to put in coaches. Yeah, and Yeah, we could put in the, the water boy and whoever, but, but no. World's greatest water boy. I think they had the same H2O. water boy for 23 years. I don't know. But anyway... Uh, what about Kawi? I mean, he, he, he wasn't a, he, there long enough. You're comparing somebody who was there for 16 years to uh, somebody who was there, what, four, five no, seasons? No, no, no. That's, that's he enough. made an impact. He did. That's no, enough. he was really, really good. He was really good. But it, that's like saying LeBron is the greatest... Laker of all time. <laughs> he just got there. I was gonna. I was gonna say Heat, but well, it sounded funny. The greatest well, we'll Heat see. of all time. We'll see if that works. <laughs> all right, let's He's move on. There for two let's, years. Let's move on from the NBA. You guys are losing focus. All right. <laughs> uh, Major Major League Baseball. Uh, who wins the AL West? The AL AL West race is looking good, uh, as opposed to the East, where the you know Boston's going to take it. Uh, but Boston are, are they really, I or think so. or is it the Yankees? No. Uh, the Yankees six, got beat last night. They're like and seven and a half games behind her. Pounding yeah. them for tonight, by the way. It's at 3.30. The smart money is on not taking the Yankees. Take them to keep losing. Continue, yeah, sorry. Yeah, but, but the, Yankees, to interject. The, the Yankees are always, you know, hit or miss. They're always, that's that's how they do it. They, you know, during the whole season, they, they, they are in and out, in and out, in and out. The whole freaking season. Okay, so... They always come up on top. Um, now, mind you, I'm not the biggest Yankee fan. I don't dislike them either, but I have to recognize that the Yankees will probably make it to the World Series. We'll see. I don't think so. I think we're going to see... Well, the Cardinals are the hottest team right now, but I really think we're going to see Stroh's Dodgers. I would love to see the Dodgers. I mean, get beat by the Stroh's in the World Series? That would be great. <laughs> that, that, that actually brings us to okay, uh, Tony the Tiger. That brings yeah, us to Tony. Justin Verlander. You hear about that when he would? He, uh, they, he's already a Dodger killer. Apparently, got charged a million dollars extra on his bill for uh, for uh, breakfast in um, in Los Angeles, Beverly yeah. Hills. He went eating there. They put a million dollar extra charge because it just said Dodger killer. But what I was wondering is on break. the actual menu, forty dollars for pancakes. Really? That's what it was. Pancakes, forty dollars. Salad, forty-two or something. It is like LA, that. right? Yeah. How many pancakes you get? I don't know. Three. Yeah, but LA is not worth that expensive. <laughs> no, LA is pretty expensive. Yeah, really. I, Everywhere in California. I was, I was born and raised in California, in, in Southern California. It's it's not. I mean, he's just going to a high premium place. I'm sure all. he can afford it. He probably could have afforded the million dollar. Uh, Extra he probably looked at him and was like, ooh, rough. Yeah. I mean, here's I mean, my what, cart. What, <laughs> what do you expect from this guy? You want him to go to Denny's? You know, IHOP? I like Denny's. I love Denny's. I like a, a, guy, a guy like him, he's looking for a more premium type of place. For right. pancakes? Yeah, for everything. Premium pancakes. I don't know. How premium can pancakes get? Well, I guess, I guess it's the topping. <laughs> the different toppings. Uh, NFL injuries. Now, we are going to be getting into... 
the NFL season in just uh, two weeks, I believe. Uh, now, what's going to happen with these guys who are injured? Which team has hurt most because of some of the injuries that have happened during the preseason? Any ideas on that? There's Any, uh, been some bad ones. Comments? Go ahead. I would say Washington is hurt the most. Yeah, right yeah. All, they're three running backs. All three running backs. And this is the same thing that happened to Washington last year. They just got decimated at different positions. Yeah, and then I'd say the Chargers are next in, in that line. They're always cursed with injuries, and it's the same thing this year. They are. I would not say they're next. Uh, I think, I mean, you got to look at the Eagles. they got Foles and Wentz out. That's terrible. Yeah, who's but- their, they'll be back, but who's their quarterback going to be? you got two injured quarterbacks. On top of that, Vikings have placed two of their O-linemen, two starting O-linemen, on injury reserve already. Uh, and the Cowboys' O-line is decimated as well. Yeah, well, I mean, the Cowboys have a lot of problems there, even with the guys that are playing. I mean, they're going to be in in tough this year. How about uh, Doug Baldwin? Is he yeah, playing I was, in? I was about to say, how big of a hit is that to the Seahawks? I mean, that's their wide receiver one, is it not? It is. Um, they... I'd like this year to have, to see Tyler Lockett actually step up, though, especially if he's missing some time. Brown, as well, could have a breakout year. Uh, the thing about the Seahawks is, if you remember Doug Baldwin, it came out of nowhere, right? Becomes a superstar. Within that system, whoever they have is going to put up numbers, especially um, with Carroll calling the points. That's true. Okay, Buffalo, A.J. McCarron, he's out, right? He Does is. That mean Josh is. Allen starts? Uh, I hope not, for the sake of Buffalo. <laughs> he has not looked great so far. Now, you know who has looked great is um, Sam Darnold. Darnold has looked great. He's going to start for the Jets, I heard. And uh, we're going to get into that in a second about Teddy What about the Patriots while we're still talking about injuries? They put uh, last year's first-round pick, Isaiah Wynn, on on injury reserve, torn Achilles. And to back him up, they have Marcus Cannon, who is currently injured and not practicing with the team. Wow, yeah. So that so, what do you think? What teams hurt? Uh, Are we going to see for, in week one? It looks like probably uh, Washington, right? Washington. What about what about Jacksonville losing Marquise Lee? Yeah, we were going to oh. talk about him. He's actually yeah. done for the season, right? Yeah. And yep. who do they have left at wide receiver? Who's catching the ball? They yep. can't hand it to. I mean, as much as the coach wants to say they can hand it to Fournette every single play. Agreed. Yeah. They. I thought they did have a couple of options. I, I who? mean, from. I'm not exactly sure, but I know they had a a little bit of depth there, I thought. Well, he's not the only wide receiver on the team, but (laughs) other than that, no. (laughs) I mean, it's not looking good. And you know Marquise Lee gone, Jalen Ramsey blaming the new helmet rule on that injury. Any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I can't think the rule is forcing players to hit a little bit lower. I mean, you might see a lot of a lot more lower body injuries this this season than you see concussions. I mean, uh, what's worse, a head injury or a leg injury at, at this point? You know, he's a torn Achilles or a knee injury as opposed to a concussion. Are we talking long term or are we talking short right, term? Exactly. And are we talking what's worse for the game or what's worth for the actual player? You know, so and either way, it's a it's loss. it's it's the leg injury because right. he's lost for the season. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, that could affect him long term as well. Leg injury, definitely not as long as a concussion, obviously. But it's still, you know, it's season injury, uh, season ending, possibly career ending. I want to. I mean, Scherzer uh, last year. Oh yeah, Shazier. Yeah, Shazier. Brian Shazier. He, he got he got Scherzer. Par- he got paralyzed from the you know waist down for a little bit there. For a little bit there. All right. Okay. Well, Cam. Hopefully Newton. he's okay too. Cam Newton Washington did it this him, year. Yeah. Right, Cam Newton just about did that this year. Yeah, no. Yeah, did everybody see that, that video? He yeah. bounced off his head. 
Yeah. You know his nickname's Superman, right? So in preseason, <laughs> he goes flying through the air, bounces off his head. Uh, briefly goes into the concussion protocol. So did, yeah, did, did, didn't he show up in an interview with the black eye? Didn't uh, I read about that? Yeah. yeah, he had a black eye. The helmet actually came up and uh, clocked him right right below the eye. He had a little black eye. You can't really tell, but it was there. He said he's going to ice it. I, I know it's the way he plays and all, but he needs to not be doing this in preseason. He's, complete, he's competing for nothing. Uh, it was kind of an unforced... Yeah, it looked, like he, it looked like he did it on purpose. It was weird. It's in his nature. Like, it's in his nature to play every play like it's his last. Um, but at this point, you're right. Be. He should be a seasoned veteran, and he sh- he should know better. Right. Agreed. All right. Out of the preseason, what team has impressed you most? And on the other, on the you know flip side of the coin, which one has let you down? Uh, we, any thoughts on? Uh, who's been looking good? I, I personally think New Orleans looked okay. Can we start with let you down? Yeah, sure. That is Let's the Cowboys with, with their eight turnovers and decimated yeah, offensive line. Yeah. Like the, the one thing that's supposed to be good about this team, they don't have wide receivers. They've got one good running back. I think Dak is marginal behind a good offensive line. The defense isn't great, but they got that offensive line, and man, was it terrible. Yeah, Jordan, but did you really have good hopes for, or high hopes for the Cowboys from the beginning? You know, I, I mean, kind of did. I mean, you get Zeke back, no suspension this time. Um, I don't know. I Dak don't... Is, plays very safe with the ball. That I... offense could be good. The, the defense is sneaky something. I did not expect the Cowboys to do anything this uh, season. I don't know. I, that's just my, 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 my point on them. I I am not disappointed by them. I I am surprised that they have eight guys that have been out. But other than that, no. I'm just surprised that their O line is so bad. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, other teams that are bad, Tampa Bay looks horrible, and so does Miami as usual. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll give you that as usual. <laughs> but, but, but they're yeah. trying to fix the culture in there, and you know what that says to me? Tank for the first pick in the draft. Yeah. That's why you get rid of all of your talent under the guise of fix the culture, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess you're saying you want to rebuild from the ground up is what you're saying for the the Dolphins? I'd like to. It's the worst year ever to tank, being as the top five picks next year are going to be defensive linemen. Yeah. And that's the one thing they're stacked at. They keep drafting defensive linemen. (laughs) (laughs) they got to quit doing that. You can only have two defensive ends on the field at a time. (laughs) Okay, and the the, the team you thought looked good, the best in preseason? I hope Baltimore 4-0 in preseason. They looked good. Yeah, they looked good, but um, other... other, uh, I think RG3 did enough for Baltimore to earn him a starting spot somewhere. Uh, I thought the Jets looked good. With Darnold, you mentioned it earlier. Mm. I mean, he, he could be legit. I mean, he's a good he player. He better be because who's behind him now? I mean, what happens if he gets injured? What happens if he has some bad games? Who's well, they brought three good quarterbacks there, and they did get rid of Teddy Bridgewater. You're right. Yeah. I'll tell you who everybody's most impressed with again is the Cleveland Browns. Well, yeah, but everyone's impressed with them from preseason. They always yeah. go for it. Until they, they mess up. And 0-16. Exactly, but everybody's impressed with them. Can you believe they're playing against your Lions on the road week one and they're two-and-a-half-point favorites? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get in on a good pick, this team didn't win a game last year. The entire country is enamored with them. I think I'm going to be pounding bet against Cleveland. Not that I'm rooting against them, but bet against Cleveland every game this season until the lines right themselves. All right. Um, now, 
we talked about this last week where we think they're going to win over five and a half games too, right? So I guess they might start with a win. Uh, um, but how are they favored? Um, well, there must be a reason. I guess Detroit's really bad. But the, the the battle between two the the former zero and sixteen teams, I I get it. Yeah. Battle of the zero and sixteens, yeah. yeah. Worst of the worst. You know, I'm pretty happy about the Falcons this year. Uh, Offering $5 craft beer at the stadium. Is That's this, awesome. Is this the best deal around or what? Well, last year they actually cut concessions by 50%. And what they mm. found was that they actually gained more profit from they it. They made more they, money. Yeah, they, they, they raised the average uh, fans um, spending by 16% per game. Um, so, th- you know, this year they're going to cut some things another 12%, which, you know, beer is incorporated into that. They'll have uh, $5, 12-ounces, and $7, 20-ounces. Um, so I think you'll see a lot less tailgating, a lot a lot more people waiting to uh, get inside the game. Brian, that's, that's awesome. Actually, that's actually pretty cheap because you go to a stadium, any other stadium, and, and a beer, a small beer is 14 bucks. Right. I mean, they go up to like 17 bucks. you know, so... To get it for five bucks or get it for ten bucks, I mean, wow! I mean, that's like cheap bar prices. Yeah, 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 yeah. So even like some it. bars are more expensive than that. Right. I actually like the idea of like smuggling it in. You see, the uh, they're selling <laughs> this. Sip, it's called a sipping seat. It's like a cushion, but you fill it with booze, and then you uh, sit on you, it. It's like a you sit on it and put the straw between your legs. You Dave, I could so so <laughs> see you with, the, with so that thing you on. Yeah, it's better than the tampon flask. <laughs> That's another one. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, at least you know they're not going to check. The tampon flask. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. Did you, uh, no. you, you you made that up, right? That's not real. No, it is real. Actually, I saw a picture <laughs> of it. Yeah, it's real. What were you looking up? <laughs> how, to smuggle booze, how to get cheap booze in the stadium without paying even $5. But they yeah. don't have to do that in Atlanta because... Well, you... Yeah, cheap beer. Cheap beer, new, $5. New stadium, Super Bowl is going to be there. Cheapest beer. There it is. Look at these. See, there's the there's the tampon flask right there. Booze tube. Yeah. Rise <laughs> up. Booze tube. All right. Yeah. Those look at that. Heavy flow days. Heavy flow days. That's good marketing, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there you go. How did we uh, How did we end up here? I don't know. It's like looking at a YouTube video and then you end up looking, you know, watching like Rick Astley videos or something. Um, okay, now we're going to talk about a few people in the NFL uh, who got big contracts this past week or so. Aaron Rodgers, uh, or do you want to start with Beckham? I don't know. I mean, no, no, let's start with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers yeah. uh, got $134 million for four years, which is $33.5 per year. Uh, what do you guys think of that? Totally worth it. 100%. I think he's... One of the best quarterbacks in the league, if not I think the he best. Is the best quarterback yeah, in the league. The best in the league. The last time he came off of an injury, and back in 2013, he won the MVP. You know, there's so that. It yeah. could be a replica. You know, this year. This is guaranteed. He apparently gets 64 million this year or something. Like I thought that. it was 67. The 67, NFL is going yeah, to more all guaranteed contracts. I think it's a push by the player union, really. For sure. I mean, it has to be. It has to be. I right? mean, that's, this is the highest, right? This is a record, right? This yes. is the highest that they've ever taken any quarterback. But who, but who did he pass? Um, Jimmy G, who just got his yeah. contract. And obviously, he's worth way more than an unproven Jimmy G. Right, of course. Um, but this this deal could be up worth upwards of 180 mil. Uh, with the incentives that they put in his contract and whatnot. What about all the sponsors and all, all that stuff that comes in? Imagine, you know, what is Nike giving this guy? What is, you know, 
um, Gatorade and all these guys, you know, all these advertisers, yeah. they're going to make double that. This is making that Blake Bortles contract look like a steal. Yeah, okay. yeah right? <laughs> what I yeah. find weird is people still, you know, and I'm a Packers fan, but people still think Brett Favre is better. It's, it's, he has a better uh, love from the fans, it seems, but Rodgers is a better quarterback. You know, I, I think, I think Rodgers is just unlikable. Well, yeah, I agree. He doesn't model Wrangler jeans. That's what the problem is. He's got to get out there more. Teddy Bridgewater. Or actually, let's before Teddy, let's go to, to Beckham, Beckham because he also signed a big contract. Five year, $95 million. Is uh, Beckham worth what uh, what they're paying him? Absolutely. Yeah? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think if he cools down a little bit, which he said he has matured, um, I, I think, yeah, he does deserve that. But I, if he gets that, you know, I think Antonio Brown deserves uh, uh, renegotiation. I, I do, do. I mean, there is a lot of wide receivers who are almost as good as him. Antonio Brown, Hopkins uh, one, Mike Evans you can make an argument for, who aren't on the sideline proposing to the net that the kicker's some... You know what I'm talking about? Just being a tremendous distraction to their team. Yeah, I mean, he's known to throw temper tantrums on the sideline. Especially last year, I think he did it twice. He just threw a temper tantrum. Just twice? It might have been more. I mean, I didn't really pay attention to the Giants too much last year. I mean, they didn't do too well. Maybe he was drinking out of that tampon flask. (laughs) <laughs> I, I th- look, I think he's worth against it. the tampon flask. <laughs> oh man, I think he's I think he's worth it. What what I don't like is I don't like that they paid him this much because I think running backs, wide receivers, and defensive linemen tackles, interior defensive linemen, they get big contracts, and whatever team gives them a big contract generally doesn't do very well because they don't have the money to spend elsewhere. All right, That's a good point. Uh, what do you think of the Teddy Bridgewater to New Orleans for a... Was that a third or a sixth that he went for? Third, six. Six. Third. 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 Hudley oh, was, was a third. sixth. You're right. You're right. Hudley was a sixth. Oh, that's right. I'm thinking um, Green Bay. Yeah. I think it's a perfect place for Teddy Bridgewater. He gives them a good QB2 option. Uh, you know, you got Drew Brees, you know, almost 40 years old. He's on his way out here in a couple of years. Um, you know, so he'll be a good long-term QB one option here in a few years, and with time under Drew Brees, I think he really, really develops even more than he already was. I mean, he was a great player before he got injured. People forget how good he was yeah. before he missed all that he's time. Twenty-five, he's twenty-five years old. He's got plenty of time. Plenty I was a little surprised the Vikings gave up on him so fast, but do you think? I guess that they held out for a while. Maybe the Jets should have waited a bit till somebody got a uh, quarterback injury, and maybe they could have got a little bit more second round, maybe even a late first round pick for him? Uh, I think they only wanted to take two, two QBs in so if he's on the bubble anyway it's better to get something and third round isn't bad for your third QB. That's true. I mean that's a great offer. I think I think the Sean, Sean Payton's a perfect play caller for him as well. I like this situation yeah. for him but I don't think it's about grooming him to be Drew Brees' replacement. I think they're following Philadelphia's model and that is you invest money in your backup quarterback. That's how you win, win championships just in case. You can't gamble on your starter being healthy and gamble your season on that. That's a good point. Uh, Sorry? I was going to say, I think he has a great backfield to support him, too, with Ingram and Kamara being great pass-catching backs. You know, that's what he was before he got injured. He he had a lot of those uh, straight passes to his running backs on you know, on those routes. So uh, I think both those guys will be tremendous, uh, you know, um, players for him. I wish we had seen this before preseason because I would have been interested to see him in preseason oh, to see sure. how he messed with that team. Now we're probably not going to get to see him very much. Okay, one final thing on the NFL, then we're going to get to college football, which kicks off uh, right away. Uh, rookies who exceeded your expectations in 
the preseason in the NFL. Anything, anybody come to mind? I'll start with uh, Javon Wims from Chicago. That guy looked good, and they got him in the seventh round. I guess that's probably why I like him. They get him way down, and he is looking good. Uh, anybody else who might have uh, tickled your fancy? Um, I think Ronald Jones has really? the potential of being quite good. We'll see what happens. Uh, I know he's moving up draft boards pretty fast. Uh, same with uh, Royce Freeman. As well, as far as rookies go, they could have pretty good seasons. Uh, Michael Gallup, we were talking about Dallas. Yeah. Uh, he looks like he might be the whole package once I he think gets things, puts things together. Him stepping yeah. up is really one of the reasons why they were okay just letting letting Dez walk and didn't want him back after the fact. Is mm-hmm. He's going to be good. Yeah, yeah, he looks like yeah, he has everything. He's got the size of speed. Uh, good hands. Big and uh, fast. Anything else on that, or were you ready to fly to college? Okay, let's go. Let's start with the Pac-12, shortening non-conference games, uh, less commercials, and shorter half times. Now, what do you think about that? Pac-12 is not a you know, likable conference lately. So. I think it's great. Yeah. Isn't it, it's, it's a pilot program, right? So they're just testing it out. It's just going to be a few games, mm-hmm. and um, the whole point of this is to keep the fan base interested, right? I mean, that's that's the whole point of doing this. Because if we were talking about this earlier, I mean, like right now, what happens if if they're they don't cut the commercials, the screen goes into a little tiny box, right? And then you see the commercial, so they they kind of you can kind of still see what's going on with the game while you watch your commercials and stuff like that. Like and then the screen Champions League soccer exactly yeah. exactly. Yeah, so this I guess this is the alternative to what you know they're talking about. Are they having trouble selling ad time for these Pac-12 football games? I don't think it, I don't think it is that. I think they're having trouble people staying tuned, especially in the Pac-12. I mean, if I if I'm watching a Pac-12 game and a commercial pops up, I'm switching to the channel to the next game that's on. Uh, I'm just gonna go find a game that's actually on. Uh, I'm sick of all the the time stoppage in these games. It's like makes it it prolongs the game way too long. I mean, the final two minutes of a game is it ends up being like 20 minutes long. I mean. I think they're trying to, to to really restructure the game so that it you know those these these things don't keep happening. Um, so it, we'll see how it works out. I would like to see. I know the NBA is thinking about doing something like that, and so is the NFL. The NFL is actually inquiring about doing the same thing. I would really like to see them take action and do this because the games are just getting way too long, and it's just becoming a little bit boring. Yeah, I agree. Well, maybe this will spread. I mean, especially with the the new the new rules, the new rules they're coming out with with the, the added penalties. That's even more time stoppage on the clock. I mean, like I said, they really need to do something to break that down. They and, do uh, need to do something I, about I this to, helmet I to, rule. I have to agree with, with what Brian is saying. As a fan, I you know I I tend to switch around from channel to channel to, to see because I mean a game kind of bores me when they stop like that and they're they're doing their thing. It's just like it's boring. I want to see what's going on in the other games. This maybe can work out in favor of a fan like me where I can stay more tuned to the game. Um, I don't know. I like it. That's a good deal. Uh, how about the red shirt rule? Uh, is it going to change the way things um, operate in the, yeah. uh, in the, in the I league? Think I mean, is it going to be different for the players? Like, who's going to benefit most from this? I think it's a great thing for the players and coaches, and we're just showing that the game is evolving. People are coming out of high school a lot more pro-ready than they used to be. They don't need five years. For sure. I mean, I think it's it's going to add a, a different element to the game. It, it adds a different type of strategy for the coaches. And uh, from what I've read, the coaches are really, really excited about it and think that it's going to be an exciting it's an exciting time for football. They think it's one of the best things that the NCAA has done. The NCAA isn't known for creating rules that benefits the players and the coaches. Ever. And, ever. 
ever. So this is the first time they've done it, and people are really, really happy about it. So uh, we'll see where it goes. We'll see how the coaches uh, adapt to the new strategies, and what hopefully we can see strategy? some good. Do you think? Do you do you save your players? Do you play them like preseason games against the A and M versus Northwestern? Oh, when, definitely when out of they, conference. But when they're gonna when you're gonna destroy them, or do you use them for depth? In in the A and M versus Alabama, when you really need your players, you know what players. I think. I think we'll see strategies across the board. I think different coaches will do different things. Um, you know, like uh, Jim Harbaugh uh, came out and said it's not going to change his strategy at all. He's going to play as freshman. It's just the way he's always worked. Um, but you you got other coaches. You know, I forgot specific ones, but I was reading that are just like, yes, you know, I'm gonna, I'm going to take create a strategy. We're going to play him in these non conference games, and we're going to go from there because these guys need to see time. They need to see um, you know. A, a little get a little bit of uh, seasoned in them, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I like it. All right, yeah, it seems like a big plus all the way around. Uh, let's get into some picks for the weekend. Before that, though, real quick, I can tell you I watched that Hawaii Colorado State game, and uh, that was a good game. Uh, they were the the dog at plus sixteen Hawaii, and they ended up winning forty three thirty four. Lots of back and forth action. In yeah, that. I saw that. It was an exciting game yeah, to watch. First, very good. I mean, great first game to start. I mean, yeah. everyone, no one really had too much hope for that game. Yeah. Everyone's like, eh. You know, that's not, and then you know, you tune in, and it's, yeah. it was actually a really, really exciting good game. game. Yeah, very good game. Now we got some uh, big games coming up uh, over the next uh, three, four days or so. Uh, you guys got picks for the ones that you want to watch that you think most people will watch. Most people. Well, the ones I want to watch are a little bit different from my picks. You know, I, I'm going to watch the I'm Michigan the Notre Dame game. I'm going to yeah. watch the LSU and Washington, or I'm sorry, LSU and um, Michigan's Miami. going down. Um, and I'm going to watch the Washington <laughs> Auburn game, but. Uh, as for my picks, um, I really like the Oregon State uh, spread for that. They're they're underdogs at 38.5, uh, 38 and a half. I really like that line. I'm going to take Oregon State against Ohio State on that. I don't think Ohio State's going to beat them by 38 and a half. Uh-huh. Um, I also like the Louisville Alabama under at 62 and a half. Um, you know it, that that appeals to me and. I'm going to have to go with Notre Dame just because I hate Michigan. That's a hard play. You know, it's just something i got to do. I haven't played since 2014, those two teams. Yeah, so it's a rivalry good. rekindled. Yeah, so yeah. It should, that should be a very good game to watch as well as uh, wager on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of these... Um a lot of these football teams like to play cushy, almost a preseason game for their first one. Yeah. And as a better, I love this. Okay, this is the time where you grind through your rollovers, and what you want to do is you want to take... Heavy favorites, not too heavy, but pretty heavy favorites across the board on the money line and round robin as many of them together as you can. <laughs> right. Okay. Huge parlay. And, and just like I told you how I like to bet preseason, this is how I bet the first week of football. And I plan on betting on lots and lots of games, and we'll see what happens. You were actually going to mention that guy who won the parlay, were you not? Or are we going to talk about that? Um, oh yeah, I did see that. Week. At you wager a twenty-one dollar Bitcoin deposit, uh, almost twenty-two dollars. Uh, twenty-one ninety-six, I thought it was. Twenty-one ninety-six yeah. uh, won him what twelve grand? Just uh, just under twelve. It was eleven, like 11 nine something. Um, but it was a parlay. He hit 12, a parlay. Twelve fifteen teamer. Yeah, twelve fifteen team parlay. Just one one of huge amounts of money there. So. That's a good start to the season for something. Yeah, I, I mean, he, about that. yeah, that's good. That's a good sense of some lines there for sure from you wager. So definitely, I'll ask you real quick about the Washington Auburn game because that seems to be something that's getting a lot of looks. They're going to be playing in Atlanta. That's um, a. I like the neutral field thing between yeah. a lot of these rivalry games. But is it neutral? Mm. Uh, it's pretty much a home game for Auburn. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, yeah. it, it's close. I mean, it's it's going to be a real test. 
uh, for both teams. You, you're going to tell who's going to you know earn their spot in the top 25 and who's kind of a little bit overrated, like we were speaking uh, speaking about last week. So who do you have here? Uh, I personally like Auburn. Yeah. I have always thought that Washington's overrated. Last year they're overrated. This year they're overrated. But you know what? They could prove me wrong. Auburn See, I favorite. agree too. I just think Auburn is the least overrated of the two teams. For sure. But I think they're both too they're high. They're both overrated. I feel like uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't go with either one. But if I had to, like you guys are saying, I, I guess I'll go with Auburn. Yeah, Auburn is minus two and a half. They on did that. beat uh, Alabama last year, right, Auburn? So they yeah. got they got skill, you know. They're coaches. They have good coaches too. So they're a good program. They're they solid, uh-huh. and they seem to put it together every single year. And you do have the week one rivalry, Colorado versus Colorado State. I don't know why rivalries play their play their game for, yeah, for yeah, it should be the one. last game of the season. The Michigan Ohio State last game of the season. Yeah, that's the way. Yeah, starting out with a <laughs> starting out with a rivalry game seems like a weird one. But that's bit. Anyone else want to hit on anything else? Or have we covered the whole spectrum of the sports world? I think we have. Pretty good. All right. I, I liked it. Okay, very good. So next week we're going to have a lot more NFL for you because it's going to be that much closer. We're going to have uh, more MLB stuff. And, of course, college football. We'll go over some of the games that happened. So that's all coming up next week. Make sure you do join us once again for OOBG Podcast. You've been listening to OOBG Radio, the leading destination for the best sports and betting analysis podcast. Check in each week for more on sports news and forecasting. Don't forget to check us out on your favorite social media website and on OOBG.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.